Let's welcome along our Welders consultant, Philip Rankin. Hello, Philip. How are you this week? Good afternoon. Great to be here. Love Tuesdays. Great topic today, thyroid. Thyroid. We've got, a, we've got an interesting mix today. I've asked Peter Mullen to come and share with us what is the Epstein-Barr virus. We've been talking about autoimmune systems and how it all links and particularly to the thyroid. Peter Mullen, great to have you here. It's a, a wealth of knowledge over your 25 years, and you only look 25, so that's pretty much Thank you, fella. Good morning or good afternoon, Dave. Yeah, Looks like you're buying him lunch, eh? Yeah, hold on tight, because we've got, a, we've got lots to get through and some very interesting... We've been talking about colds and flus. It's the season for it, and we really encourage everybody to embrace a, a slightly different lifestyle, if you like, and prevent that, those illnesses. Now, Peter, Epstein-Barr virus... What does that mean? Well, the Epstein, Epstein-Barr virus is the virus that um, causes glandular fever. So it used to be called the kissing disease. So you can imagine in the early days or even now, like with, and it was particularly relevant to a lot of teenagers. You know, they used to go through that stage yes. of kissing. <laughs> and, um, but, um, yeah, it's a pretty nasty virus. And I think, what, did, what were those stats you had for? Well, I just had a quick look, and 50% of five-year-olds uh, and 90% of adults have evidence of the infection. Yeah, and it's one of those viruses that, you know, a lot of people won't even know that they've had the virus until they go to the GP and they get, a, get their antibodies tested for Epstein-Barr virus. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll come back positive and they might think, well, I've never been that sick or they might have had a really bad cold one time. And they've actually, had, they've actually got the Epstein-Barr virus still in their system. So it's wait, lying dormant, it's ready to engage if you think It's a little bit, a little bit like the cold sore virus. You know, mm. people think that once you've had an outbreak of cold sores, like that the virus is, well, that, if you've got the cold sore virus, you've got it for life. So I suspect that the Epstein-Barr virus is the same. If you've had the Epstein-Barr virus, you've got it for life. And what triggers it? Is it when you run down and tired? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, uh, like a lot of like getting the cold or the flu, the more run down you are, the the more likely you are to pick up a virus, and the more run down you are, the more or the longer it takes your immune system to recognise there's a virus there. Now, Peter, here's another one that lies dormant and can be very painful: shingles. Shingles, shingles is one of my um, favourite viruses. And um, have you had shingles before? You I have. It? Yeah, yeah, very painful. Yeah, I always call shingles the last straw condition. People always say, you know, what else can possibly go wrong now? That's it. And then they. Damn. Get a get a dose Jingles, of shingles. Very painful. Yeah, and it's related to the chickenpox chickenpox virus. So it's yeah. another virus that can lay dormant, and it comes out in a um, follows a nerve out from your spine. So you'll get a, a band of skin affected. And now is the time, really, isn't it? The weather changes. We get cool. Um, we we possibly change uh, over to heavier foods or warmer foods, and maybe a lack of hydration. Um, so things, as the seasons change, we're changing, and I can see why you've brought it up because it's uh, it's easily, if you like, picked up or lying dormant there, ready if we get tired, stressed, and well, this this year particularly, I've had um, I've noticed a lot more people coming in with glandular fever. You know, it sort of it sort of goes in stops and starts. Um, Ross River, and we'll get back to Epstein Barr in a minute, but also a resurgence of Ross River. Virus. I've noticed a lot of people coming in having been affected with Ross River. Now, why do they only spark up when you run down or you're tired? Is it because your immunity's down and they can they can't fight against it? Or yeah, absolutely. So these sort of things go in cycles, mm-hmm. you know. And um, particularly say with the Epstein Barr virus, like we could someone could come in here and cough and sneeze on us three. I might get, I might not even get anything, but I've inhaled the virus. But my immune system's mm-hmm. produced antibodies and I've dealt with it. 
you might get a bit of a sore throat for a couple of days and not notice anything different. So you and I yeah. have got the better immunity. Poor Philip. Take mm. him out. Yeah. Yeah, take him out. On the floor. He's, gone. He's six weeks. <laughs> and then one of the challenges with <laughs> one of the challenges with um, things like this Epstein Barr virus is you can end up then with the post viral syndrome where you can end up quite fatigued for up to six months after. Thyroid connected to Epstein Barr virus. Yeah, fever, absolutely. Health. There's um, definitely some links between um, having a, like having the Epstein Barr virus in your system, and it can trigger off autoimmune conditions in some people. So there's been links with Epstein Barr virus, and again, for those people just listening, Epstein Barr virus is the virus that causes glandular fever. Um, so it's been linked to autoimmune diseases like multiple sclerosis and also Hashimoto's. Mm. And it's Hashimoto's that we've been talking about with, you know, people that have an underactive thyroid where their immune system's attacking the thyroid. So, yeah, so interesting that a, a virus can be one of the last straws that breaks the camel's back and causes the immune system to all of a sudden start to attack that thyroid tissue. Mm. And, and, and always acknowledgement to the people who have gone before us, and in particular Michael Epstein and Yvonne Barr that named this illness, if you like, and it's wonderful to know about it, Peter, like um, we can live with it and how do we prevent it is is the main issues that we love to talk about because there's so much you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, as you were saying, the Epstein-Barr virus probably infects up to 95% of adults around the world. Mm. But as we were saying, many people have never even heard of Epstein-Barr, let alone know that they've come in contact with it. Um, there's been linked with um, increased risk for certain types of cancers in certain individuals as well. So knowing whether you, whether or not you've had the virus or have the virus in your system is, in, is important. Mm. Um, for a lot of people, they'll never know that they've had Epstein-Barr and it will never cause an issue for them. Why can't we get an injection and just it's gone? Um, Why can't that ever happen? Well, it's an interesting – Philip and I were talking about this earlier today about things like the – just off topic a little bit, but talking about the flu flu vaccine – the recent study, and this was from a government report that I read, was saying that you know it's normal for adults to have two to four colds a year and children six to ten. But we were saying, you know, if your child's got has ten colds a year and each cold lasts two weeks, that's twenty weeks of the year. Nearly half a year, you have a child that's unwell, yeah. and you've got you know daycare costs. Like you've got to take time off work. That's a massive factor. Yeah. So I think that's way too many. Anyway, that. So what? What we can I can I just comment on that too? That the look, look, you possibly could, and it may arrive one day. But that's not to say everyone's going to take that that if you like needle or pill, and the virus still exists. Now we talk a lot about the biochemistry and the different states of the biochemistry, and, and if the if there's tiredness, fatigue, stress, and you go into let's say an acidic state, and you can help me here, Peter. Then, then that builds the environment ready to accept that virus. That you know, you may have a nice um, grandma or a cuddle or a kiss, and, and you've back the virus is is there ready to pounce again. So, depending on your biochemical state, is if that's going to live and exist. And this is what Peter and I talk about with the biochemistry is that. There's so much you can do. It's the do. whole environment. It's the so, whole environment. So with that, with that article, it was talking about the flu vaccine. It was suggesting that the flu vaccine is effective in 60% of people that have it, particularly if they're healthy. So this was an interesting point. Mm. But they said that the populations at risk that are unhealthy, the elderly and maybe the very young, wasn't as effective. Mm. So we always come from that concept that you've really got to work on having your whole health as healthy as possible 
Yes. For these, for your, we've got a so naturopathically, we we think of the concept that it's your immune system that's got to fight the virus, not what have I got to take that's going to kill the virus. And here's, here's the great thing: is that this, uh, the testing and the uh, measurements you do, Peter. Now we can be alerted to particular people's vulnerability if they're going to be based well. on their pH and That's yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're looking at the environment of their biochemistry. We're looking at um, a number of other factors in their lifestyle and their relationships and and the whole picture to see if, in fact, that these viruses are going to be eminently in their more world. problematic That's yeah right, absolutely yeah. it's health and well-being as we continue right now with our our wellness consultant philip rankin yeah we look we're moving around just as fast as the virus today in a lot of subjects um just just to mention the um the issue around the thyroid we we, we talk a lot about the gut health issues and predominantly um based around a lot of lifestyle and health issues peter thyroid's a big one we, we've spoken about it over the last couple of weeks and um, the thyroid issues, underactive, overactive, it's, um, it's surprisingly popular or should I say there's quite a bit out of it, quite a bit of it out there? Yeah, it's definitely something that I've noticed in the last 10 years has really massively increased in practice is people with thyroid, thyroid problems. Right, so, and how do you treat that? Well, that's what we'll go over in our talk. Yes, talk tonight with yeah, thyroid yeah. thyroid issues because there's so much you can do. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We're talking about the we're talking about glandular fever. We're talking about gut health issues. We're talking about immunity. All stems from, in a sense, a, a focus on the whole environment, the whole the whole improving the whole health. Yeah, improving the whole health. What's what's some of the things you can do with Epstein Barr virus? Well, probably um, like prevention is always the best cure. Now. One of the one of the um, groups that I find really at risk for things like Epstein Barr are HSC kids. Mm-hmm. Now every year we see a lot of HSC kids come in to get care or treatment through the through the HSC year, and it's always particularly the high achievers, you know, that place themselves under a lot of stress. Mm. They're the ones often that will come down with a mysterious virus or, you know, get quite unwell. Mm. So um, that's a really big big. Um, thing I think for parents, if your kid's doing the HSC and if they are a high achiever and put themselves under a lot of stress, get them onto things like top quality echinacea, vitamin C and zinc and keep them on it right throughout winter. Mm. It works miraculously well and it can really make a big difference in those kids not getting sick. Mm. With treating glandular fever, we sort of take a, a similar sort of approach. Um, in the old days, doctors used to tell people if they had glandular fever, you can't have alcohol for six months because in some people it really affects the liver. Mm. So I think that's sensible advice if you've had glandular fever is keep off the alcohol, um, get your diet as good as possible, things like vitamin C, echinacea and zinc. And other herbal medicine really has a big role in helping with glandular fever uh, with those sorts of viruses. Um, there's a Chinese herb called as- as- astragalus. I was going to say that. No, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> it's one of my favourite ones, and um, it helps both with the liver and the immunity. Yes. So we'd make up a, a mix with things like astragalus. Um, St John's wort is fantastic for any um, virus. So Dave, we were talking about shingles before. Mm, yes. If someone has shingles, we'll have to make up a mix with St John's wort in it. it helps with the nerve pain. Mm. Um, we can talk about shingles another time, actually, we'll because that, there's yeah. a yeah. And, and do you change those uh, quantities? We, cha- we change the, the herb, herb mixes are very individually prescribed depending on the person. Um, with those kids, we'd often put in things that really support their nervous system. With Thania, which also helps with the thyroid, interestingly. Um, 
rhodiola, romania, some stress tonics like licorice, but basing it around the the immune tonics like astragalus, echinacea, um, cat's claw. You know, these are really strong herbal medicines that can really help clear these viruses up quicker. Yeah, depending on weight, height, uh, I mean, the support's there in the practices to decide which is suitable for which person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not, absolutely. not everybody's an individual and or, or everybody everybody's is an individual. I'm not, glad you're all paying attention <laughs> because it's different for everybody and, and different circumstances in their lifestyle, their their, their environments and their, their health issues. Themselves. And stress, you know, particularly with these kids, stress is a really big factor. So, Yeah, great. Now, if people would like some more details, what's the phone number we can call? Uh, call tonight. Um, come along. There's some wonderful information, wonderful evenings. We, we really welcome. Um, it turns very personal. There's a lot of individual questions. Call on 4961 That's 4961 and to make a booking. For more details, and we'll be back with uh, with you next week, Peter Mullen. That would be fantastic. And next week we're talking about genes and genetic testing.